I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on Fantasy 5, it's Kings versus Queens. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history and real life. Then we see these teams battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned, and crowned is very important today, victorious. <laughs> uh, I'm Sam. And I am joined today by Robin, and we are this week's pundits. It's our job to provide criticism and insight into the manager's lineups, and later we'll be in charge of the highlights from today's royal fixture. Today we are very lucky to welcome our first ever guest to the studio to pick their team. Versus Tom today with Kings, it's wife of Tom, his queen, it's Laura Lex. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Laura. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. <laughs> this level of laughter at poor jokes is exactly what we're after. No, it's just the idea that Tom would consider me a queen rather than a pest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely fair to say that in your marriage, though, Tom is very much the peasant and you are the royalty of the relationship. I think hey. that's fair. Don't start sucking up to me now, Robin. We're nemeses and that is our relationship. I think it's nemesi. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura, of course, is a uh, Laura Lex, a fantastic comedian. Um, and with a little bit of footballing knowledge, you have recently recently <laughs> written uh, a book all about Jur- Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool manager. Yes, he manages Liverpool and he is called Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> and that is about the extent of my football <laughs> knowledge. Everything I know about football in that book came from Tom. So I'm not <laughs> expecting to have learned anything to to be able to fox him with in this. I think I think it's a good level of base knowledge though, you know, knowing who Klopp is, I think that's a that's a step above a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, listen, you're the only one out of all of us with a full-size cardboard cutout of a football manager in your true. home, so you're you're that's winning. Well, technically I have the same home, so it's also in mine. Shut up, peasant. <laughs> So, so we we know what your footballing knowledge is like. How are you on history, on, on Queens? Why is this your topic? Um, well, I like history. Uh, and so I have my own podcast called National Treasures where me and Will Duggan go around old houses and days out and learn history. My problem is I love it, but it doesn't stay in my head. So <laughs> I, I can go around a, a, like a country house and be like, this is fantastic and I now know everything about this era. And then the second I leave, it's gone. So... I, I'm passionate but stupid is how I would describe myself. <laughs> it's better than being passionately stupid. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fantastic. So we have Tom. Tell us what your team is. My team is kings, baby. And Laura, your team is? Queens. Fantastic. So before we get to picking the teams, we would normally issue a quick spoiler warning here to tell you that uh, on these topics, there will be spoilers coming up. But if you don't know the spoilers for the kings and queens of history, you're hundreds and hundreds of years late. So no warning there for you. It's it's just a, it's a warning that you should have better historical knowledge. Um, we'd also like you to make sure that you head to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and rate and review Fantasy Five with a lovely five stars. Now, without further ado, let's hear the starting lineups. So, Laura, you are the home team today with the Queens. Let's get into picking who you got. Okay, right. So, um, I'll start in goal. In goal, I'm going to have the band Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe we did need that spoiler warning after all. (laughs) Okay, Okay. it's not where I thought we were going to go. Yeah, because I think that that they'll block quite a lot of the goal because there's like four of them. So that's just good, isn't it? More blockage, more... No scorage. That's Brian May's hair alone is 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 good. Well, yes. You see, the more I thought about this, um, the more I thought that that. So Freddie Mercury knows how to do that one hand up in the air pose. You know, like well, holding not, a microphone. Not anymore, he doesn't. Well, well no. Spoiler alert. He's <laughs> dealing with the goals six feet under, but he he can do that hand up in the air thing. So he can deal with all the top stuff mm-hmm. up by the bar, which is a football word um and then yeah brian may's got all that hair so he can deal with all the header height stuff without hurting himself and getting a sore head and then the other two that no one's heard of can just be blocking all the other stuff so also here's another plus side to them being in goal they can write us some banging chants and songs because i think like liverpool has a great song as a sort of part-time football fan I don't know any other good songs so I feel like my Queen's team could have a really good song and lots of good chants mm. and then that would put us ahead I mean we are the champions it's, quite, it's a good one yeah it's great yeah it's a good we've one we've all seen it... A Knight's Tale how much does that motivate the jousters yeah that is true <laughs> that is what a cinematic masterpiece that is they <laughs> um, sing under pressure whilst the away team has got a penalty they'd never get penalties against us but yeah oh okay fair enough <laughs> it's very confident early doors <laughs> I, I do listen yeah. I, I, I love it I am I am worried straight off the bat about the rules of playing four people in one position. We this this happened in the previous episode on uh, on on Pixar. So I think I do need to defer you to Robin Hatcher with a referee's decision on whether or not you can play all four simultaneously at once. I'm, I'm glad you've asked, Sam. I have actually thought really quite long and hard about last week's uh, Pixar night, two weeks ago, Pixar's Nightmare. Um, and I have decided that it is acceptable to have any number of things if you could consider them one thing. So, for instance, you could have, if, if Matt during this Pixar thing had picked all of the emotions from Inside Out, that's okay because they're all they're all within one person. I would argue that all members of the band Queen make it up Queen. And if not all the members of the band Queen are there, then it's just Brian May or it's just Freddie Mercury or it's just the other two guys. <laughs> so I would say that you need all four of them. I, I feel that we're being a bit harsh to Roger Taylor and John Deacon here, guys. Sure. <laughs> That's that's an autobiography I would not read. Now, yeah, I'm allowing it. Okay. I'm allowing it because yes. they need to all be there in order to be considered queen. And also, it's our first guest yep. with their first pick. <laughs> and I feel like that's why I deferred <laughs> to you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> this 
is just blatant guestitism. And also it's like favoritism, but for guests. I'm still feeling a bit sour after last week's loss when I had Jesus Christ on the pitch and Tom was key behind that loss. So frankly, take that, Tom. So, the, so we've got we've got the whole of Queen. There it is in goal. The whole yes. of Queen, it's huge. And presumably they they've also got you know guitars and drums that can block the ball as well if need be. Well, no, Sam, they're playing football. Don't be stupid. <laughs> They've got the big gloves on, haven't they? And they're... <laughs> yeah, and it is difficult to play guitar with gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very hard. So, no, we're taking it seriously, but all four of them are there in the... In, yeah, and, and I think that they bring some pizzazz to the costumes too because all too often the goalie looks like an absolute crock of shit in football. <laughs> Everybody else is nice and fancy and then the goalie looks like some sort of traffic cone so I think like Queen would bring a nice bit of pizzazz to the goalie pyjamas a, a bit of flair you can see Freddie Mercury leading oh interestingly so is this are we taking the original format or is, is Adam Lambert kicking around as well the new, the new singer no. of Queen? No, just just the old No, school. I'm going straight up original okay. Queen, yeah. Because the rest of my queens in this are pretty cool. So I feel like we need, like, original big hype Queen for this. Yeah. I think there's going to be one thing that I would say is a negative of using Queen is uh, the budgetary concerns surrounding Freddie Mercury's mouth guard. That's going to be significant, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know if you can afford it. That's my worry. Um, and I mean, famously, footballers do often play with mouth guards, so that is going to be a real issue. <laughs> do they not wear gum shields? No. no. Gum what? Shields. Do they not? <laughs> what about their poor teeth, though? What about Freddie's poor teeth? That's rugby. I think they just buy new teeth every yeah. week. They get paid loads. Right. We've got the we've what? get paid. We've got loads. the goalkeeper. <laughs> we've got the goalkeepers. Plural. Let's move. Let's move yeah. further up the pitch. Who who else have we got? Okay, in the back. Um, I'm going to go. Left, back left. Yeah. Uh, left back. Yep. I'm putting in Cleopatra. This time, not the band. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actual Queen Cleopatra. Um, I think she'd be great in defence because she's very devious and she's also persuasive. She was pretty tactical. Um, your strikers will be sort of coming up on our goal and then bam, before they know it, they're married to her and there's a snake. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like no matter what kind of advance they make, she will know how to either talk them out of it or invade them out of it. Um, she's captivating by all accounts mm. so i think her footwork will be really beautiful to watch um and she works well with others she's very good at forming an alliance um with different people so i feel like she'd be good uh there and also she's a dynasty player so i think she brings a lot of merch options <laughs> <laughs> there's one one question i would have around cleopatra is i guess the selection process has been pretty brutal cuz she 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 murdered quite a few members of her family in order to take the throne so I mean, basically, I'm assuming there are no other left backs. There is. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to feel about it. There, there's, oh. there, there are other. We well, can't have two left backs, can you? So the other one will have to go on the right. Um, <laughs> uh, I assume. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I think. I think the problem with putting together a team of queens from history is that women really only make history if they murder or get murdered. Sure. Um, 
So I'm not sure any of these people are going to be massive team players, uh, except maybe the band queen. But you're absolutely right about the about the alliances, alliances with unusual partners as well from uh, from Cleopatra. Because she was was it Julius yeah. Caesar and Mark Antony that were like her two guys that she she formed relationships and, and alliances with both of them, didn't she? Yeah. So she started out. She was from the Ptolemaic dynasty of Egypt. So she started out as a uh, her father on the throne and then she was co-ruler like co-pharaoh with her brother I think um, and then her brother died and her sister took over and then she formed alliances with Julius Caesar and then Mark Anthony to sort of clear her sister off the throne so that she could have solo power um, but she was pretty cool she was like the only l- leader of Egypt I think to speak the common Egyptian language rather than just Greek um, uh yeah, she was just, she was amazing, I think. And like when you talk in the Ptolemaic dynasty and like ancient Egypt, she lived closer to, she lived, yeah, she lived closer to the invention of the iPhone than she did to the building of the Great Pyramid. Oh, wow. That's a mad statistic. Statistic fact. You're talking about an incredible family and this woman kind of being one of the most famous of all of those. Like that's how she's interesting got, she's she She's got is. pedigree. She's like the Maldinis. A um, little bit of football, <laughs> football knowledge there for you, and that pedig- yeah, that pedigree is important. I uh, I like the fact that she could speak the common tongue because uh, I watched. Uh, I don't know if you've seen like the All or Nothing series. There's w- one similar to that about uh, Sunderland on Netflix, and one manager of Sunderland was really good fr- friends with the kitchen. Chris team, Coleman, like, Robin, the kitchen staff. Chris Coleman, that's who it was. Chris Coleman was super friendly with the kitchen team, and therefore he got really nice lunches. So I, all I'm saying is. Cleopatra's going to have lovely lunches. Yeah. Bringing it back, he used the iPhone to text the cook to say, I'm sorry that I'm leaving when he left. And he killed his own brother. <laughs> True story. All facts. All facts. So we've got, we've got Cleopatra at left back. A great, I mean, a good leader as I love well. It. Leader of the people. You know that she's going to yeah. be uh, uniting everyone around her. I love it. Who else is around her? Okay, so also at the back, I feel like Cleopatra probably needs some balance. So the other back, I'm putting in Hera, queen of the huge, Greek gods. Huge. So big. Uh, now listen, Laura, I should warn you that last week I had Jesus Christ and the fact that he was a god didn't make any bit, a single solitary shit of a difference. So there's a chance. That's fine. That's okay. She's not going to be using her goddy powers for okay. this. I've put her in, in the back there because she's a queen. She's also a goddess. Mm. Um, and I feel like I focused on defence quite a lot because I feel like a strong defence is always a woman's safe point. Um, so... That's why I've done to that. I think Cleopatra is a strong personality on the left and her partner, I feel like, needs to balance her in tactics and intelligence. So I've picked Hera because she is always having to deal with Zeus. Zeus is a grade A bellend. Lots of fun, but always turning into swans to shag people and having babies and he's... Wily, so I feel like Hera will be very, very good at dealing with people trying to get stuff past her, and she will be able to pivot on a dime and kind of deal with things coming at her. Um, she's also the goddess of women, marriage, family, and childbirth, so I feel like she'll bring a really good maternity leave package to the team, <laughs> um, which I think is important. And I, I would like her to be my captain because I think she will be a good voice of reason in the dressing room. You know that sort of all yeah. seeing. And she's the goddess of all women, and you've got you're going to have presumably quite a lot of women on the team. Granted, there are four men in goal taking a woman's job. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> 
And I, I assume as well, oh, she's got superhuman strength. She's immortal. Yeah. She can bless your team. She can curse the opposite team. It's, it's huge. Yeah. She lives on Mount Olympus, so she's already done quite a lot of high altitude training. <laughs> Good so cardio going up and be... down there as well. Good yeah. cardio fitness stuff. Yeah. She's got calves like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. I um, I, th- I cannot think of a negative for Hera. The, I, I think you're absolutely right to make her, her captain. I can't, see, I can't see her bowing to anybody else. She, like you said, she is the queen of the gods. Mm. That's the... the uh, yeah, I can't think of a bigger queen. Being a god is pretty good, but being queen of the gods, good yeah, night, mate. Yeah, yeah. the best god. You've got the best god. Yeah. One yeah. of my favourite facts about here is that she has a chariot drawn by peacocks. Did you know this? I did not know that. I love That's that. cool. <laughs> I love that. That What a way to make an entrance. <laughs> a standing rule law as well on the Fantasy Five podcast is that accessories are allowed and it has that we have precedent that animals are accessories. So if she wants to be in her chariot <laughs> being driven by peacocks, I'll allow it. <laughs> I feel like maybe she'll come through the little cave bit like that, but she will leave them on the side Sorry. when she's playing. The little cave? Yeah, you know when before they come on the... the tunnel. The tunnel. Is it called the tunnel? <laughs> the <laughs> when, the, cave. when they're in there with the kids and stuff and then they all come out. I love it. I think that's a great pick. A great pick. Cleopatra and Hero in the back and Queen the band in goal. So far, yeah. so strong. Who Have you got a midfield or are you just going defence and attack? No, I've put someone in the middle. Okay. Um, in the middle, I've gone for Margaret of Anjou. Oh, yes. Uh, possibly the least well-known of all my queens. Yeah, I just have a quick Google. Hold on. Jack Reynolds and Tim Daltrey, or whatever his name was, that was the other ones in Queen. So Margaret of Anjou, um, she lived from 1430 to 1482, and she's she's best known. She was the wife of... Uh, King Henry VI during the Wars of the Roses. So she was the Lancastrian queen during the Wars of the Roses. So beginning of the Wars of the Roses is basically King Henry VI is really, really ill. He's a very weak queen, possibly terrible mental health. We're not entirely sure what's up with him, but he sort of isn't really ruling very well. Um, And then the barons all declare no faith in him, basically, and sort of put him under in their custody to rule. Um, And then Richard of York sort of vies for the kingship. That's where the Wars of the Roses kick off. Margaret of Anjou was having absolutely none of this. So her husband is quite sort of pathetic in quotation marks or ill, one or the other. Um, And she basically just went, I don't care, we're keeping the crown. Um, So I put her in the middle because she spent quite a lot of the Wars of the Roses marching up and down the country, gathering Scottish warriors and mercenaries and sort of battling between London and the North, um, putting out fires. She was very good at being all over the country from sort of Towton to Warwick to like further up North. Um, She's brutal. She was tactical. She really moved around. And I think she was very, very good at persuading people. She managed to get quite a lot of money in from France and Spain and was always persuading Scotland to come to her aid. Uh, so I think she'd be good in the middle. This is good. So she's, she's so covering the- a lot of territory. A lot of the a lot yeah. of the pitch. She's uh, I got two words for you in Golo Kante. She's all over the pitch. Very important. A <laughs> lot of stamina. 
uh, and tactically aware, presumably. Yeah, well, I think she's probably, she'll probably get red carded a lot. <laughs> One of the big problems with Margaret of Anjou was that once she had the Scots and the mercenaries on her side, they were, they would crush villages. So she wasn't popular um, with the common folk because she was quite often, you know, her troops would do more damage than was good for the PR. <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, I suppose the good thing about having her in the middle is that there is a chance that you might just, I don't know, end up with the whole Scottish national team coming for a little bit of the game. That They'll would be come, great. raid a village, score a goal, clear off of the second half. Yeah, France can pop in and help. She was nominally Queen of France as well. When I was just Googling, because uh, I've never heard of, of this amazing queen before, would you say it was Margaret of Anjou? Is that her name, Margaret? Yeah. Margaret of Anjou. I've never heard of her before. She sounds amazing. Um, and so I just did a quick Google, as you were discussing there, just so that I could see roughly what she looked like, where she was from. And the, the first thing that came up underneath her name as a Google suggestion was, was Henry VI the world's sleepiest king? I've <laughs> 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 a sleepy boy. <laughs> yeah, they're not entirely sure what was up with him. It could have been sort of serious mental health issues and sort of, but he was a bit vacant, I think, and, and very ill health physically too i think i think a lot of these players are going to be uh very the reason like you said before that they are known throughout history is for very is for cleaning up the messes of the mm. men of the men that they marry <laughs> so i think that all of these players are going to have a real ability to uh to defend uh and to mop up any mistakes that are made on the pitch well i think that's the thing because i, I you know the women are very used to having to fight to to like even with Margaret of Anjou, what she's fighting for is to keep her husband on the throne until her son is old enough to take <laughs> the throne on. Because if she loses, she becomes a pawn. So I imagine maybe we'd have a rule in our team that if we lose, you get traded elsewhere, so that they really feel at home and understand the stakes of what women have put up with through history. <laughs> I think she's very difficult to play against. I mean, she is a key reason that Richard of York gave battle in vain. She is she is the reason. <laughs> she is, it's not a joke. Yeah. It's true. You know, she's a legend. Very difficult to play against. Yeah, she's very cool. A good opportunity for the Kings team there, which is like, if you know how if someone passes the ball and there's a player approaching, you say, man on, then if that happens on the Kings team, you go, oh, mate, Margaret's on you. <clears throat> Margaret's on you. No, it's good. It's pretty this, good. Do you, do you think? Should we cut it? <laughs> Maybe cut that. <laughs> Just cut you. Or don't cut this so we know how bad it was. That's probably what we're doing. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on indeed. So presumably there's, there's one player left. Yes. So up at the front, um, I wouldn't be British and I couldn't have gone to a British primary school if I didn't pick one of the Tudor queens, I feel like. Um, so as my striker i have got anne boleyn uh i just think she sees a gap bam she's in it she sees a slight chink in a 24 year marriage boom she's in she sees a slight <laughs> gap boom england is broken from rome do you know what i mean like she doesn't need much of an opportunity and she's she created divorce she was so good at getting between two people and hitting her goal so um i obviously i considered her for goal because she has six fingers but ultimately i think four people is better than six fingers um, <laughs> well we'll find out we shall find out <laughs> but she's quick on her feet she's effective she's personable she was really progressive too which i think is very important up front you've got to be moving forward all the time there's no point having your front boys out down the back so um 
Anne Boleyn was really good at, at standing up for like poor laws and things like that. She was still passing legislation that was like useful to the average person up until about something like two months before she was beheaded. Um, so yeah, I think she would always be moving forward. She's always looking for those opportunities. She's she's kind of on it, you know. I worry that she's not going to be brilliant in the air. She was like only about five foot three and also had a head cut off. Mm. That's also my worry is is mainly surrounding temper. There's every chance she's going to lose her head in a game. Every chance. Mm. I wish you'd stop doing that. That was good! Um, <laughs> but imagine that, her head comes off. Somebody thinks it's the ball, takes it down the other end. Uh-oh, it was Anne's head. The actual ball is in the goal. Oh. We win! <laughs> she's just knotted it in with her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that that's my team. It's, I mean, it's, it's huge. I, I wonder it, why. Why do you think that Anne would be best out of all of? I mean, there's, there's six. There's six queens to think about just from Henry VIII. Why is she the best out of the out of those? Well, because I think Anne was the first usurper, wasn't she? She was the one to see an opportunity and get into it. And I think that's what upfront is all about it's about making the most of every single opportunity and you cannot say that Anne has not done that like you know they talk about Kate Middleton having been a commoner that's made it to the throne but she was at university with him and he's allowed to do what he wants now because it's modern day times Anne Boleyn was literally so fit and held out on sleeping with him until he married her to like she mistresses have existed for millennia but Anne Boleyn managed to get a king in a country where divorce didn't exist <laughs> to create divorce create a church divorce his wife of 25 years that he'd married to honor his dead brother and then she was pretty cool once they were married too that that indicates a good level of tactical planning to me, and mm. I think that's going to be really useful in the in the goal scoring side of it. But just that that level of thinking that far ahead is going to be useful. Absolutely, I I, I, I thought when you were like I, I was you know went to a British school, you know I'm very British. I thought I thought we were going to come in with Queen Victoria, a woman with. with <laughs> she's not on the team. No, she's not even on the bench from that response. <laughs> No, she's not. She's not on my subs bench, no. Um, she's all right, but, I mean, she'd be good on tour. She was very good at colonising, wasn't she? Yep. But she basically invented everything I'm not that keen on about British way of life, keeping your misery to yourself, being a miserable bastard, subjugating other countries so that we can have your nice stuff. I don't know if she stands for a lot that I'm into. <laughs> That's, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Do you have any support players? Is it have you got is it have you got a bench or is it just the fight oh, on the pitch? Yeah. No, I've got a bench, but it's got one person on it. It's the only one you need. Elizabeth II. She never stops. She's just going forever. She's never <laughs> ill. She's always on point. She's dressed well. She's a legend. That's the only sub you need. Yeah. Sure, you're absolutely right. That's fair. We've got to be careful what we say about that one because if there's any serious negativity, then there's a chance it's treason. So let's let's be a bit careful. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just recap on the team that we've got. Run, <laughs> run through your, your your full lineup. Okay, so in goal, the band queen. Uh, <laughs> at left back, Cleopatra, not the band. At right back, Hera, queen of the Greek gods. In the middle, Margaret of Anjou. Up front, Anne Boleyn. On the subs bench, Elizabeth II. And our tactical manager, Catherine the Great. It is chef's kiss. Coming up after the ad break, it's the Kings with Mr. Tom Livingstone. (laughs) 
a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. And we're back. Thomas, talk to us about the Kings FC. Kings FC. It's interesting that Laura started at the back and talked about being defensive. I am starting up front. My first pick, my first striker, King Alexander III of Macedonia, (laughs) Alexander the Great. Here's a fact about Alexander the Great. He never lost. (laughs) Alexander the Great created one of the largest empires the world has ever seen without losing a single battle. I'm just going to say that one more time in case it wasn't clear. He never lost. Determination, tactical brilliance. He conquered from Egypt to India without losing. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that he's going to be powerful up front. Laura, I can hear you murmuring what's happening. <laughs> I'm just surprised that you haven't gone with Xerxes, who basically did everything Alexander the Great did but first and laid the groundwork for Alexander. Xerxes can suck a long one. I'm not <laughs> interested in him. And I'll tell you why later on. Oh. Right. Okay. Alright, so so you've got him because he's never lost. Yeah. There is a first time for everything. Of course, of course there's a first time for everything but it seems unlikely. Also, you know, he went from Egypt to India but he could have kept going. The only reason he didn't continue his unstoppable rampage was because his men were desperate to return home and he is such a great team player that he decided to do what was best for the whole team. He's not going to be a selfish striker up there. He's going to play with the whole team. That's one theory, sure. But behind door two is he just went, oh, I'm a bit tired and need need a sleepy snooze. And he decided to go home. Right. Well, yours is a theory because you just made yours up. And mine is considered historical fact. (laughs) I mean, mean, a perfect record is is very, very good. Only, what, 20 odd battles? So it's a very short season. But very succinct. He was, he was only going, he went for like 12 years. He did so much in 12 years. But the reason I've got him up front is, you know, he led his cavalry from the front of the charge, like a great striker would do. Also, here's something cool I learned about Alexander the Great. On the day that Alexander was born, one of the seven wonders of the world, the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus, was burnt down. And a scholar of the time, I'm going to read this and pronounce it wrong, Hegesius opined that the goddess of the hunt was away from her temple to attend the birth of the future king. 
So he's literally blessed by the god of the hunt, Artemis, the goddess of shooting things. Yeah, that's pretty like cool. balls into goals. Queen have already come up with a great chant around god god of the hunt. <laughs> also, he's a thinking striker. He was educated by Aristotle, right? One of the few teachers anyone's ever heard of. Yeah. Alexander was educated by him. Also, he's going to be incredibly comfortable having his name written on his shirt because he was comfortable having his name on 70 different cities that he established. That is boss. Also, he named one after his horse, which, side note, he caught in the wild and tamed himself. What, what was the name of his horse? Swindon. I didn't write it down. It was like Brnifnim. Brnifnim. We've all been there. That's in Croatia, isn't it, Brnifnim? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I can't remember. I should have written the horse's yeah. name now. Yeah, he, he named 70 different Alexandrias, so he is happy being a brand ambassador. Yeah. Guys, he's my striker, Alexander. He's great. Uh, the city was called uh, Busafala. No, I think it was called Benifnim. Yeah, like I said, Brafernfen. <laughs> it was very close. <laughs> I knew it was a B. I knew it was a B. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's a, str- it's a strong shout. He's called the Great for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and uh, can you think of any negatives? I can't. Uh, well, listen, I, I uh, grew up in Alexandria for a few years when I was a, when I was a kid. In the one Which in one of the <laughs> well, 70, Robin? The- <laughs> uh, the big, the big, the biggest one, I think. The one in Egypt, I think that's the biggest one. And there is a big statue of Alexander the Great in the middle uh, of Alexandria on his horse. And I've got to be honest, he looks like an absolute champ. Yeah. They, he has got abs for days, abs for days. Um, I believe. Uh, so, didn't he when he defeated the Persians? Didn't he then start dressing like them just to? taunt them yeah he did yeah he which is hilarious so he's just he's just gonna he's just gonna defeat someone and then wear their kit well swapping swapping shirts at the end of the game isn't it <laughs> he takes it off and walks around going oh look yeah. at me i lost it's funny <laughs> I, I think that is that is actually the best attribute that we've mentioned so far. <laughs> alexander the great it's a it's a it's a great shout uh, at the top of the park all right who else have we got now I've got another attacking-minded player on the pitch. You know, like Laura said, these queens have got to be ready to defend. She's right, they have. My second pick is a sort of roaming winger. King Shaka of the Zulu Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, Shaka Kasenzangakona, or Shaka Zulu. He was a warrior whose battle tactics led the Zulu Kingdom to dominate Southern Africa during his reign. Um... Also, he earned his spot. He, he's not some pampered prince in a palace. He was actually, he was the illegitimate son of a Zulu chief. And so in his younger years, he had to join uh, an impi, which is like a Zulu war band. And he fought as a frontline soldier for years and then worked his way up through that unit to become the chief of that unit and then ended up being king of the Zulu. He's put in the hard graft. Uh, this is grassroots king and football. Yeah, Shaka Zulu. <laughs> Initial responses, I'm interested. Yeah, uh, I've got one. I, I didn't know anything about Shaka Zulu before you just said his name. And so I quickly again Googled and Wikipedia says uh, Shaka's physical appearance. Sources tend to agree he was strong, muscular and not at all fat. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good physical description. Yeah, a wicked. If you've not seen it, you must go where the world is open. There is a boss statue of him uh, in Camden Market and he is shredded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a theme of my team is absolutely ripped hunky blokes. So why why a roaming winger? I hear you ask theoretically. Why a roaming winger? What's a roaming winger? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> OK, so he's a wide player. He, so he plays on the, on the wings, but he can go either side. He, he, can, he can mix it up. Um, 
Now, whilst King of the Zulu, Shaka developed a new battle tactic called the Buffalo's Horns, uh, where the main body of warriors would begin a battle, and then the fastest fighters would suddenly break from the back lines and sort of swing round the edge of the fighting to flank the enemy from both sides, like a Buffalo's Horns. This was Shaka's tactic, and he is the horns of my attack, surging in from and white he's, positions. And he specifically taught the rest of his people how to do this, didn't he? He, like... He was teaching yeah. them how to be soldiers. Yeah, that, so the wars in southern Africa at the time were pretty one track. Uh, they all used these long spears called Askeis, and they basically just stood quite far apart and threw them at each other. And whilst uh, Shaka was a pretty good with the Askei, also that's an additional tactic, long throws mm. right into the yeah, box. Yeah, that's great. Deadly I like that a lot. Uh, Shaka, he established this buffalo's horns and taught his entire kingdom, or the, the warriors, to use a brand new weapon called an ikwa, which was like a short spear, uh, like a really short, almost like a sword it looks like. And it completely revolutionised uh, battles in southern Africa because you've got all these dudes just throwing spears. Shaka's guys throw their spears and then just start running and stabbing you. He just decimated the opposition who were not ready uh, for these daring, surging runs like Shaka's going to be making down the wing. He's never going to make the front of the matchday programme, though. Uh, I've, uh, I've I've just read a story that he was famously quite ugly. Oh, yeah. Apparently there's a story that he uh, he was not... His, him and his friend Magaye were laughing together because Shaka was like... I I can't kill you, Magaye, because everyone would say it's out of jealousy because you're handsome and I look like a foot. <laughs> so apparently he was quite an ugly man and he looked like a foot. Uh, so so he's not going to make the front of the match day programme, which is, listen, if he's a star player, that's not going to be great. You want to have your... But then again, two words for you, Sam. It's Mesut Ozil. He's a minger. <laughs> Robin, let, don't, don't let Shaka hear you talking like that, mate. <laughs> he, was, he was ruthless. I read this amazing story. When he was still a soldier, his unit commander was murdered and Shaka hunted the killer down and then trapped the guy and his mum in a hut with a pack of wild hyenas. And then the next morning he burnt the hut to the ground just for good measure. If you cross Shaka or his team, he's coming for you and your mama. Right, that kind of behaviour is going to enrage the Queen's <laughs> Hard to be enraged when you've been eaten by a hyena, what though, isn't it? What the hell did the mum have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, the hyena's like, like, Hera might just assume that the hyena is Zeus and go to town on it. <laughs> in a sexy way or a violent way? Hard to say. No, in a violent way. Also, when he does inevitably score, the crowd, boom shakalaka laka, yeah. boom shakalaka! Yeah. It's going to be glorious. Playing Shaka Khan, presumably, on the. Yep, lots of Shaka Khan as well. Anything Shaka related is allowed. Right, Shaka? What? Just a footballer, doesn't matter. <laughs> Move on. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's my Roman winger, Shaka. Strong. Okay, so we've got we've got a winger, which is unusual in a five-a-side team. A roaming winger, a sort of an attacking midfielder that likes that favours the edges. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, so who else? Who else have we got behind him? Next up in the centre of the park, and this is a very tactical pick. Uh, I know what team I'm going up against, and no one goes through Queens like Henry VIII. I was excited to hear that Amberlin's on the other team. I've had Henry on mine. It's, it's going to be an interesting contest. This dude is going to cut through the competition, quite literally. If one of the queens tries for a header, there's a one in six chance she's not going to have a head to do it with. Uh, what? Two, <laughs> That's two in maths. six chance? One in, yeah, one in three. Two in six. <laughs> maths. I, I wrote one in three in my notes and said it wrong. Um, hey, Tom, I, I'm, I'm concerned about this. This is, first, this is the first pick actually today out of both teams that I'm deeply concerned about. First of all, Please. regardless of the way you look at it, 
Anne Boleyn played Henry VIII like a fiddle, like a fiddle, made him create an entire church just effectively just for her. She's going to she's going to have her way with you because she is the boss there. And sure, you can have a little paddy and and chop her head off. But she's sort of already won. Has she, though? Because she's dead and he's alive yeah. at this point oh, in the story. Oh, baby, no, he's very dead. <laughs> this was like no. 400 years ago, no. sweetheart. <laughs> oh, burn. Can I ask a question? How old, what age Henry VIII are we talking here? Prime, surely, prime. Right, prime Henry VIII. Right. Because, oh, right, obviously there's there's uh, there's there's that picture of Henry VIII looking like a big chunky boy. <laughs> but that that was only in his later life. For most of his life, for his adult life, he was six foot four with, and I quote, an athletic frame, a th- 34 inch waist. He was you know, a hell of this an athlete. Guy, this, this dude was trim. Yeah, loved his tennis. Because he was never supposed to be king, that was his brother Arthur. He grew up with his mum and in the Queen's court and so basically was like just allowed to play sport the entire time. And that's one of the reasons he had so many like behavioural and mental health issues once he became king was because he wasn't allowed to do all these dangerous sports anymore because he had to be careful. And he was like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, he isn't, like you say, he liked tennis, archery, hunting, jousting. But also, fun fact, he played football. Henry, and this is observable fact, owned a pair of football boots that were custom made by Royal Cubbler Cornelius Johnson. Um, he actually owned football boots. Granted, the 16th century version was very violent, but he's got pedigree in the actual sport that we're talking about. A bit of rough and tumble in the middle of the park, no problem. Mm, I just don't think football boots are going to be any help in getting the ball out from underneath all of Anne's skirts, though. <laughs> is she playing in full yes. Tudor skirts? Yes. Then I think she's got other problems going yeah. on. <laughs> I wish you hadn't told us that. <laughs> Talk, talking of kit, ours is going to have to be a bit weird because Henry did insist that uh, all the shirts have green sleeves. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, that's good. It's good to know that we've uh, we've got uh, kit, specific specific yeah. kit. Yeah, we're playing in actual football kits. We're not idiots. Uh, and Henry, um, Henry fought in battles as well, so we know we know that he's battle hardened in the in the middle of the park. Yeah, he also founded the Royal Navy, so his passes are going to be ship shape, <laughs> eyebrow raise. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's a strong shout. I mean, you do worry about his fitness later in the game, uh, gout creeping in. You do worry about that, but early doors. When it gets to the last ten minutes, that we'll have to sub him off because you know. He does really fall off a cliff towards the end of his kingly career. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty drastically. Um, yeah. Okay, who have we got in defence? In defence. And my captain, King Leonidas of Sparta, the battle-hardened warrior king with a masterclass in tactics. Uh, and if the movie 300 is to be believed, and I think it should be, <laughs> he has got the most rock-hard mega-rabs out of all of these rock-hard mega-rab kings we've been talking about yeah, so far. close. Let's talk about let's talk about King Leonidas. At the Battle of Thermopylae in 480 BC, Leonidas led 300 Spartan warriors as they defended the pass known as the Hot Gates for 3 days against a Persian army 70,000 strong led by Xerxes who I was offensively told I should have on my team. Puh, I spit on Xerxes. This defense was considered one of the greatest military achievements in history. He is the greatest military defender of all time. 300 versus 70,000. Yeah, but he did get absolutely done by one hunchback. (laughs) Just one guy. One guy in a goat path. That's all it takes. 300 versus 70,000. Robin? 300 versus one guy in a goat path. I don't mind if there's there's no no hunchbacks on that team. We've just heard it. Listen up. 
Maths. I'll do, give you some maths now, right? Is it going to be is it going to be correct maths or is it going to be one sixth of Henry VIII's wife's got beheaded? <laughs> <laughs> give us the maths, Tom. Give us the maths. <laughs> I'll give you some maths now. <laughs> Three hundred versus seventy thousand. So we can work out that with a team of five, like a five-a-side football team, Leonidas could have held that pass against one thousand one hundred and sixty-six opponents. Yeah. The hot gates, though. That was 12 metres wide. And a five-a-side football uh, goal, that is only like four metres wide. Not quite. That's three times smaller. So we could hold a goal against 3,500 opponents. But the, the, the Battle of Thermopylae, was, that was three days. And uh, let's be honest, a football match isn't three days. Five-a-side football match tends to be about 40 minutes. Three days is like 4,320 minutes, which is 216 times less minutes than the battle. So... Based on this maths, which cannot be contested, with five players, Leonidas could defend a five-a-side football goal for 40 minutes against 756,000 opponents. Hey, Tom, <laughs> you said it couldn't be questioned, but I'm going to question it in your favour. Go on. So I, I love uh, classical history. and uh, you, you, So mod, modern interpretations of how big the Persian army was was about 70,000, you said, yeah? Yeah. But potentially up to 300,000. And Herodotus said that, it, it might have been an exaggeration, but he said the army was 2 million. So imagine, <laughs> imagine. Yeah. You're all, these are even better, it's even better maths. I know. And I have deliberately picked the most conservative estimate of the Persian army for this exact reason. Hey, you're right, Herodotus did say 3 million. The poet Simonides called it 4 million. All right? <laughs> yeah. So unless these queens are more powerful than 756,000 Persians, they are not getting into this goal. No chance in hell. What a defence. And we also know that he, I mean, he can kick a human down a well. So imagine he's going to kick a ball into a goal. This is Sparta! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's real. Well, you can, and and you, presumably uh, you can sell spears as merchandise and everyone, the chance, it's like, uh, it's like when the Icelandic dudes play football and there's that hoo! You know, and everyone's like jumping and chanting. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Also, there's excellent Greek synergy in this team. We've got Leonidas, Alexander, you know, nearby. And then obviously Henry VIII, his great, 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 <laughs> like 14 greats niece married a Greek guy. And uh, that's Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Le- Leonidas united the Greeks to uh, and uh, yeah. in, in this in this very battle to, to to push away the Persians. Yeah, it's I can see why he's your captain. He's a he's a born leader. Great defender. I think it's a good shout. And then goalkeeper. I've got to be honest, I was shocked to hear Queen the band being picked. (laughs) I feel like at at that point, I I started to scramble about how I'm going to sort of up my stakes because I've just got a load of historical kings. You know, I was thinking what I need between the sticks is some um, is some bravery. And uh, someone who's going to... I doubt they're going to get to the ball. Leonidas is going to defend us. But I thought I need a bit of bravery. Someone's just going to jump at that ball no matter what. King Richard the Lionheart was who I was going to have. But then I started thinking, do you know who's got a better Lionheart than King Richard the Lionheart? Bloody Lion King, Mufasa, isn't it? Yep. So now I've got a lion. But then <laughs> I thought, like, Lion King, he's good because he's bigger and stronger. So that made me think... Um, and I've, I've settled on my goalkeeper being King Kong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, amazing. Um, I suppose concern he might climb the, just climb the post a little bit and sort of just sort of cling onto the side of the post. The whole, the whole stadium. Yeah, the whole yeah. stadium. I, but it doesn't matter. He bats away planes. He'll be able to bat away a little ball. I love that one. Yeah. Um, I feel like 
Obviously, I've not done as much research on King Kong because he was a late addition to the team. Uh, but I feel very happy with him. Uh, Isn't he famously distracted by attractive women, though? Yes, yes. I was just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he will definitely... Be, there was a suggestion when we did uh, the Friends team that Marcel might be good in goal. But we know that King Kong is bigger. So that's... he's, he's yeah. The ball isn't going to you know move him into the goal like it would have done with Marcel the Capuna, exactly. <laughs> but Laura's right. Like, famously, completely stoppable. I mean, he stops... He stops his rampage because of a beautiful woman who distracts him. Yeah, but one he's already fallen in love with. Well, yeah. What? You, you know. think he's not going to fall in love with Cleopatra? Yeah, well, Cleopatra. You crazy. Margaret. Or Brian May. <laughs> 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 yeah. That hair. <laughs> right. I've got King Kong. I've got, I've got a few. I've got a few extras. Just uh, right. on the bench. Got a club legend, King Arthur. Yeah. Absolute fair. legend. Yeah. Right. Uh, King Canuck, because that's a funny name, and um, and also King T'Challa of Wakanda, because uh, that's the Black Panther, and I wasn't allowed to do the Marvel Heroes team in episode one, so I'm making up for it here. I mean, I'm surprised he's not on the pitch. To be honest, he he wasn't. Was is he on the pitch in the Marvel team? I don't think you can play for both teams. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even in contention with the Marvel team. Madness. Well, he's got super strength and speed, and he's genius. Granted, like I was saying, I was really going for ancient kings until Queen and the bloody yeah. Queen of the Gods turned up, and now I'm piling in extra. Scrambling. 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 I am scrambling. I have thought of a few things, though. I've got a, a brass band in the stands led by BB King. Yeah? Yeah, good. Match day programme, Stephen King. <laughs> Halftime team talk, Martin Luther King, Jr. <laughs> Home stadium, Kingston Park. Yep. Uh, yeah, good. Concession stand, Burger King. <laughs> team mascot, King <laughs> Prawn. <laughs> well, Tom, I mean, wow. it's, a, it's, a strong, it's a strong team. I, I, I'm... I'm I'm interested at your worry at the other team and having to scramble to uh, alter some players. Yeah. I think my main my main concern is that you're a Tottenham fan and you don't even have Ledley King in the centre of the park. I, unbelievable. <laughs> I just thought that picking actual footballers was considered poor form in this football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we like I love Ledley, but we don't need him. This match is ours for the Tay King. So Tom, run us through your full lineup. My full lineup in goal. We've suddenly got King Kong of Skull Island in defence. We've got King Leonidas of Sparta in the middle of the park. King Henry VIII of England and up front the duo, King Shaka of the Zulu Kingdom and King Alexander the Great. There we have it. That is Kings FC. The team sheets are in. Let's see how the managers feel about their chances. Laura, now that you've seen the opposition, what are your thoughts? Um, physically, I feel like they might have the upper hand. Um, you've got a lot of abs and we're in a lot of corsets and <laughs> faint a lot. Um, however, tactically, I know they've got Alexander the Great. You know, that's great. <laughs> Leonidas is a junk choice that he basically held out for a stalemate. I'm not worried about that. Uh, and there's an actual monkey in goal. <laughs> so I feel like tactically we've got this. I'm just going to need to work on the stamina of the team to make sure we match them physically. The stamina. You're gonna you're gonna rue not having Queen Victoria. Mm. Maybe we'll see Elizabeth from the bench. She's got good stamina too. <laughs> Tom, how are you feeling now that you've heard what the Queen's team is? Um, I mean, as I, as I admitted during my selection, the Queen's picks uh, they worried me. I think there were some excellent choices. 
of all the matches that I've had in Fantasy V so far, this is the one that I've, I've been most worried about, the one I've been least confident about. However, I know Leonidas gives me a solid defence, and the partnership of Shaka and Alexander the Great up front, they're gonna get goals. I'm interested, I'm hopeful, bring it on. There's only one thing left to do, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for kickoff. Welcome to Hampton Court Palace for today's game. Queens versus Kings. The Queens team bus has arrived. Four peacocks, seemingly not enough to pull the chariot containing the whole team. Peacocks looking exhausted, but the Queens look fierce and ready to play. Stadium is full of Zulu supporters and followers from the cult of Hera. Oh, and there's Martin Luther King watching from the balcony. Captain Leonidas is giving a team talk before kickoff. Tonight we died in hell. Probably unnecessary considering there's a Burger King available in stadium. The ref blows the whistle and straight away Henry passes it out wide to Shaka Zulu who is speeding down the wing. Uh, whips it across to Alexander the Great. Great touch, great turn, great shot. But Freddie Mercury manages to slam it down into the dry pitch. Another one bites the dust. Henry again on the ball, but Margaret of Anjou dispossessing her great-nephew. Not the first time she's dealt with an ineffectual King Henry. Passes to Cleopatra. She's coming at you, Kings, but there's a snake on the pitch and she loses the ball. Shaka with the long throw. It flies straight and true, but Alexander is totally distracted, claiming that he has just conquered the penalty area and that it's now called Alexandria. The ball goes out for a Queen's goal kick. King Kong doesn't seem focused at all today. He's staring longingly at Anne Boleyn, who is flirtatiously looking back. He's picked her up for a closer look and has climbed the floodlights. King Henry VIII is furious to see his wife being manhandled this way. It's an empty goal for Hera who neatly pops it into the top corner as 1-0. Henry VIII with a boisterous run forward to the box. Oh, here comes Hera with a perfect slide tackle. A divine intervention. Margaret of Anjou has opened the gate to Hampton Court Palace. I'm not really sure what she's up to. It's the whole Scottish national team, Robin. They've arrived after raiding a village in Northumbria. Straight to business as Ali McCoy comes on, covered in the blood of villagers, to deliver a perfect looping cross into the box. Oh, it's into the path of Anne Boleyn. And it is another goal for the Queens. The Scottish national team are off to cause more rural destruction. 2-0. Oh, and that is the half-time whistle. Anne Boleyn looking dangerous. She stumbles in her skirt. It seems she needs something to hold up her stockings. Leonidas takes the ball from her easily and clears it before turning to Berlin and screaming, This is Garter! That ought to help with future wardrobe malfunctions. Margaret of Anjou has been running all match and she has it again now. A little one-two with Hera. Anjou looks like she's going to go it alone, but due to the social constraints of her time, is unable to have an impact without having a man to take the credit for all her hard work. Cleopatra is not giving Alexander any space in the box. She's all over him like he could offer her a beneficial alliance. But Alexander slides it between her legs to shack her, who's deadly at close range with that Iqua spear and with his feet. It flies past all four members of Queen. They crumble under pressure. It's 2-1. Henry tackles Hera. His tackle is always flying about. Hera is furious. She's chasing him down. and Oh, wow, she's, she's turned him into a woman. He's... He's joined the cult of Hero in the stands and will remain there now for seven years. Poor shot from Leonidas in the final moments. That'll be no trouble for the goalkeepers there. Brian May down to collect and the ball has somehow got tangled in his luscious curls. Breaking play as the team hairstylist comes on to sort out this mess. 
And that's the final whistle. It's 2-1 to the Queen's. What a match. It was a close one thing, but it is a 2-1 victory to the Queens. Let's go over to the victorious manager, Laura Lex. How do you feel about that win? Pretty delighted, to be perfectly honest with you. I feel like there was some sneaky play there. There was some strength shown by the Kings, but ultimately, you know... We were the quiet powerhouse. (laughs) I like it. The quiet powerhouse leading up the table on the charge. Tom, how are you in your defeat? I I mean, I'm gutted. I'm I'm happy that Shaka got one. I'm dismayed that Alexander the Great wasn't great enough to score against the band Queen. But hey, well done, Laura. A deserved (laughs) win, if not entirely infuriating, and you'll never let me live this down. Thanks, mate. At the end of the day... I'm better than you at everything, and this just proves it. (laughs) So thank you so much, Laura, for joining us as our first guest here. Tell uh, all our listeners where they can can find you if they uh, are after your stuff. Uh, You can find me on all social medias, at Laura Lex, uh, except Instagram, where I think I'm at Lex Laura. Um, My website has all of my tour details. You can also buy signed copies. I was going to say kind copies then. They are kind, but they're also signed. Signed kind of copies of Klopp Actually, my book from my website, and you can listen to me on the National Treasures podcast, a new video dropping every Sunday. Brilliant. Can they also buy insulting books? Can you sign them insultingly yes robin you they can (laughs) that'll need a beep this is a clean podcast (laughs) okay so do listen to laura's podcast and keep listening to this one as well do let us know what you thought of today's team uh or the result uh, on social media, you can check us out on at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Please do subscribe to Fantasy Five on your preferred podcast provider and give us a five star review if that's something you can do. You can join us next week for Mammals versus Reptiles. We'll see you then. It's time for us to hit the showers. Well, we may have lost the game, but at least we've got quality shampoo in the shower. Head and shoulders. Well, just shoulders for you, eh, Anne? <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.